0: The problem is none of it really works because we have to continually feed that need for their approval. We constantly feel the need to keep the pace that we started with others, and hey, that worked, and so I guess I won't say no. Like, they liked it when I said yes, or I didn't speak the truth in love here uh, because I didn't want to flip anybody out because, you know, I really want to be loved here, and I need their approval, and so I'll just keep going. And regardless of how much we do, we still feel unrest, like in our hearts. We aren't convinced really that we're all that accepted and approved. We kind of deep down in our hearts know that really what they're accepting and approving is our performance and our due to be, right? What we do equals who they think we are. Or if we feel accepted or approved, we know their approval isn't really enough. Like we got it and we still feel lacking. So what, On to the next thing. Or maybe that person will fill my tank. That's the exact opposite of peace and relational peace in the way that we want to live and God wants us to live. Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Caesar Kalinowski. All right, we're rolling. Here we go again. Hey, glad you're with me. Hope your week's going well. I'm recording this episode right before Thanksgiving. So, I don't know, if you're hearing it afterwards, I hope, however it went, hope you had an amazing Thanksgiving. We all have so much to be thankful for, and uh, I, I certainly do, and I'm grateful to God for, for all the good things in our life, uh, most of all Christ and the freedom and uh, relational peace that we enjoy. So, oh, hey, by the way, I'd love it if you'd join me over on Facebook. There's a community there, the Everyday Disciple Podcast group, and uh, we get to talk about the show and gospel and discipleship in everyday life. I'd love for you to join us over there. Um, It's free, obviously, you know, it's cool, and you can dive in there with us. Uh, You can search that up on Facebook, or you can go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash Facebook. How about that? And it'll take you right to it, all right? So um, for many, maybe even most of us Christians around the world, uh, we're celebrating Advent during these weeks leading up to Christmas, the, you know, the preparation for the coming of Christ. And so I decided to join this celebration on the podcast. And for these four weeks of Advent, I'm sharing my thoughts kind of a week ahead of the official Advent Sunday. So maybe it'll help you all in your own preps and preparations and thoughts. And what we're doing is we're looking at the traditional Advent preparations of hope and peace and joy and love through the lenses of the four G's, these four life-changing truths about God, they all start with G, (laughs) that'll speak into our lives in this season and every day. And, And I'm loving it. Last week, we talked about God is great, so we have hope. Yeah, we started out the series, God is great, so we can have hope. And it's a really cool way of looking at it. If you haven't checked that out, please do. I guess these don't have to be listened to in order, but I I would say, hey, if you didn't hear it, stop, go back and listen to that from last week. Now, in the uh, weeks ahead, it's like starting today here, we're going to talk about God is glorious so we can live in peace with God and ourselves and with others. It's going to be great. I'm excited to dive in, okay? And then weeks three and four of the Advent, we'll talk about God is good so we find satisfaction and joy in our lives. And then week four, we'll wrap up this Advent series with God is gracious so we can experience love in the deepest ways, all right? So let's dive in. Let's dive in here today. Christmas cards often proclaim, and our favorite Christmas carol surely echo, the angel's announcement that came at Jesus' birth right? Here's what they said. They said, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And that means mankind. That comes right out of Luke 2, 14. Now, a little history here. Jesus was born during the reign of the Roman emperor Augustus, who was known as the Roman prince of peace. That was kind of his moniker. Hmm. But in keeping with Isaiah's prophecy about the the coming Messiah, Jesus too came as the Prince of Peace right into that reign of Augustus. And yet, the peace that Jesus came to bring was an entirely different kind. The peace that Jesus would bring was not authoritarian, coercive, or backed up by military might. And it was not the type of peace that most of Israel or the rest of the world was looking for at that time. The announcement of the Messiah's birth in Christ Jesus heralds something new, something bigger, something transformational and supernatural. The the, the announcement of Jesus' birth was really an announcement of peace with others in your life and peace with yourself and a peace with God, an eternal peace with God. I mean, could it be Was it possible? Was it possible for people then? And what do you think? Can it be a reality for us today, this type of true peace? Here it is again, glory to God in the highest and on earth goodwill toward men. Now notice the connection here. As I was kind of digging into this, doing my research and really trying to, you know, find all the goodness for myself and for you. Notice the connection in this angelic pronouncement, glory to God, and it's connected to peace on earth. Now, the word glory, we throw it around a lot as Christians. It's in a lot of our songs. We kind of, glory to God, right, you know? Um, The word glory in Hebrew means weightiness, right? It means heaviness. Like, that's what it means, like weight or heaviness. But it also means the way something or someone truly is, the source, the ultimate reality of that being. And so the glory of God, right, says glory to God, means may the weightiness and the reality of who he is be seen. Peace on earth, right? Do you see that connection? Now, one common reason why we have stress in our relationships and we're constantly worried about what others think or say about us is, or maybe we we fail to speak the truth in love, is that we crave the approval of people or we fear their rejection. Yeah, can you feel that? We see them and their approval as more glorious or more weighty, more the reality we crave at times than that of God's. Yeah, think about it. Sometimes, you know, you're freaking out. Have you ever felt this way? Or someone says something and you're just gutted or you're afraid to say something because what if they don't like it and you won't have their approval or whatever? And in that moment, that person is more glorious. They're, they're, They're more weighty and what they think of you is more weighty than God's. We feel like we need the acceptance of others. And so we end up kind of being controlled by them in a way. Now, the Bible has a term for this. It's called the fear of man. Yeah, the fear of man. In Proverbs 29, 25, it says, The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. Let me read it again. The fear of man, in other words, fearing what others think of you and their approval or all these things, lays a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. So think about it. I guess if I was sitting here with you face to face, I'd ask, what has the fear of man produced in your heart and in your life? Because there's a lot of symptoms that roll off of the fear of man. How about this? Susceptibility to peer pressure. Have you ever done something or said something or gone along with things in your life because others were and you wanted them to like you or feel good of you or speak well of you? And you could think through all these stages of life. I mean, like I jump back to teenage years right away, but what about in business or in the neighborhood or with those you lead, either at work or in a church setting or whatever? How about concerns with self-esteem? You know, you're so wrapped up with what others think of your performance or you did this or you blew that that you just feel horrible about yourself. Or how about this? Sometimes the fear of man will produce needing something more from a spouse or your closest friends. And let me unpack that a little bit because this is this one's real. See, if if we live with the fear of man, then oftentimes their approval of us and what they think of us is so big and so glorious that we start to require that from people. And I can I can share this, you know, cuz Tina given me the permission to do so, but like for many years in our marriage, Tina said what I thought of her and her performance or how she cooked or kept the house or how she looked or whatever was paramount. It was the biggest thing in her life, way bigger than what God thought of her. I was way more glorious. Now, that's horrible because a couple of things. For one, I'm not God, and I, I she doesn't need my approval, and I could I, that's crushing to me, right? In other words, she'll always be let down by my lack of perfect approval and acceptance, but it's also crushing that she needs that from me. So it, it, it was a blockage in our relationship. And when God shared this with us and showed us this, that God was more glorious than either of us. That that you know, and we're going to talk about that we have His approval. That freed us up, and it really changed our relationship. Maybe you can relate to that. What else does the fear of man produce? Sometimes it produces being way overcommitted because we just can't say no. Right? We want, we want to be, you know, everybody's go-to and liked and thought well of and all that, right? How about small lies or exaggerations to make yourself look better in a situation? Or maybe the putting down of others. You know, that's, this is what leads to gossip very often. Or we compare ourselves to others, and then we get jealous or angry, Right? Like, hey, wait a minute! There, look at them. They got, a, they got, you know, the approval on that, or they got a promotion at work, or why, are, why are they being given that responsibility? I should, right? This is all connected to that same thing. Who's most glorious in our lives? I could go on and on with this. The problem is, none of it really works because we have to continually feed that need for their approval. We constantly feel the need to. Keep the pace that we started with others. And hey, that worked. And so I guess I won't say no. Like they liked it when I said yes, or I didn't speak the truth in love here uh, because I didn't want to flip anybody out because, you know, I really want to be loved here and I need their approval. And so I'll just keep going. And regardless of how much we do, we still feel unrest, like in our hearts. We aren't convinced really that we're all that accepted and approved. We kind of deep down in our hearts know that really. What they're accepting and approving is our performance and our due to be, right? What we do equals who they think we are. Or if we feel accepted or approved, we know their approval isn't really enough. Like, we got it, and we still feel lacking. So what? on to the next thing. Or maybe that person will fill my tank, right? That's the exact opposite of peace and relational peace and the way that we want to live and God wants us to live. Right? So... So how do we get free from this? Well, the answer to the fear of man is fear of God, right? We, we need a big view of God. We need to see that God is holy, like off the charts holy, always does what is good, right, and perfect. He's almighty, like, which means like majestic and all-powerful. He's perfect in love and goodness, and he's righteous in all of his judgment. Isaiah 40, 25 says, To whom will you compare me, or who is my equal, says the Holy One. And see, for the Christian, the fear of God, that sounds like such a weird term, right? The fear of God no longer involves, like, terror. He's our Father. He's our loving Father. We come before him with confidence through Christ, right? Psalm 27, 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Certainly not him. He loves us, and the Father loves us enough to have sent the Son. Having that fear of God is having a right view of how big and glorious he is. That's what that verse means. I want you to try this. Imagine God and the person or thing you fear the most, you know, in your life, getting that approval or whatever, standing side by side. Who is the most glorious? Who's the most beautiful and holy and awesome and majestic? Like, is that person or thing standing there, you know, next to Jesus, more glorious than the creator of the universe? What can they or that thing that you so want in life, what can they do for you or to you that's greater than what God can do? Have they laid down their life for you and taken your sin upon themselves that you might be free? Are they able to make you truly free and grant you peace? See, the fear of God and understanding how glorious he is is liberating. And it's not like once we believe that and we have that, that we just blow everybody else off. We can still take people's expectations seriously because we want to love them as God has commanded right? But here's the thing, we're not we're no longer enslaved by them. We don't serve people for what they can give us in return, their approval or their affection or security or whatever. That'd just be usury. What an icky relationship that is. See, by submitting to the truth that God is glorious, we're free to serve others in love, not for what we can get from them. Here's how the 4G statement that I learned from Tim Chester originally goes, God is glorious, so we don't have to fear others. Wow. See, just in rehearing that, it kind of sets me free. Like, do you believe that? God is glorious, so we don't have to fear others. And you know what? He's glorious, and he loves you. So much that Jesus was sent to save us through his own death. God is the most glorious being And in Christ, you and I are fully and completely loved and accepted. Nothing that we have to do or can earn or add to it. It's all because of what has already been done in Christ. The most glorious being in the universe has said, you are my beloved with whom I am well pleased. So what more do we need? God is glorious, so we don't need to fear others. And and if we believe this, then we can have peace with everyone. We can have relational peace and real relationships where it's not just I'm performing to basically get you to respond a way that makes me feel a certain way, just usury. Ah, that's horrible, ick. And if I truly believe I'm perfectly loved by the glorious one, well, then I can also love myself. See, that starts to change my heart in that way too. No more beating yourself up thinking you're less than or unworthy or you're some sort of fraud or something. If our glorious God who knows all things, knows you, knows everything you've ever done or thought or will ever do or think or become, if he knows all that, the glorious one, and he loves you enough to die in your place that you might know His peace, then you can also start to love yourself. You can have peace inside, peace with yourself Quit walking on eggshells all the time or beating yourself up or living with shame. And I also want you to think about this, and this is huge. We can have peace with God. Because of the cross, because Jesus came and his perfect life and death and then his resurrection are now counted to us, we can now have daily, moment by moment, and eternal peace with God. The glorious one loves you completely, and he keeps no records of wrong. God doesn't see you as the person who used to do this, but, you know, you kind of stopped mostly. And But I forgave you. No, the Bible says he's put all that away. It's not only forgiven, but it's taken away, never to be seen again. You are free before God. You can come right to him with all things, with no shame, no fear, with full peace. Jesus was born to bring peace to all and for all. And when we celebrate his birth this Christmas, we celebrate this peace. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Now, you may not have noticed, but at the beginning of our discussion, I read you that same verse, Luke 2.14, but I read it to you from a different translation. I read it the way most of us have heard it and sang it in Christmas carols for years. I read you the King James Version that said, glory to God in the highest, on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Did you catch the difference in those two translations? See, most of the other translations say, on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests, or some variation of that. So is this peace that Jesus brings for everyone or just some? And there are commentators out there. They've argued this for years. They say, oh, no, no. See, his peace is only for those for who his favor rests. Well, then, you know, who are those? Do we need to get hung up on that? I don't think we do. Clearly, the peace that Jesus brings, and he said it himself, is for all. And, in fact, in Luke 2.10, right before that, Luke 2.14, we were just listening. Luke 2.10, the angel announcing Jesus' birth said to the shepherds nearby, Don't be afraid because they're flipping out. Here's these angels and bright lights and all. I bring you good news for all the people. So then, on who does this peace in God's favor rest? Well, please believe it. Because of Jesus' life and death and resurrection, peace is now available to all of mankind. But that peace rests on those who trust him, those who believe that he is the most glorious one, and those who accept his peace instead of trying to gain peace on their own terms, instead of trying to perform and earn it and get it from everywhere but God. And so so this Christmas, in this year ahead, how and in whom will we look for peace? Will we live as if others in our lives are the most glorious and live for their approval? Will we continue to believe lies about God and what he says is now true of us and live with shame and fear? Or will we believe that God is glorious above all and that we are now, because of Jesus, fully and completely loved and accepted, and so we have peace? And again, it's our choice, as it always is. Now, before I wrap up today, I want to leave you with the big three takeaways from today's talk and this topic. Okay, if nothing else, you don't want to miss these three points. And as always, you can get a printable PDF of these big three that I'm about to share with you as a free download by going to everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three. Because maybe you're driving or maybe you're at the gym or something. So I like to write these up and then let you download them, everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three. Okay, so here we go. Number one, God is glorious, so we don't have to fear others. Whomever or whatever you deem to be most glorious is the one you'll fear. And whoever you fear is the one whose pleasure or approval you'll seek after the most. And you know what? Most of us will go to great lengths to gain that approval. But in Christ, you already have our perfect, glorious Father's full approval. The pressure's off. So live at peace with others, not to gain approval or their favor, but to glorify God. Oh, that's such good news, right? All right, number two. The glorious one loves you unconditionally and now sees you as his beloved forever child. Let that soak in. Please believe that. Let this be the Christmas and the year you start to believe that. If we believe this truth and how God now sees and loves us, we can begin to love ourselves and live with an internal peace. Let this truth put to death all of the negative self-talk in your life and shame and endless rehearsing of past sins and mistakes. It is for freedom and peace that Christ came, and you get to live in it. And third, the fear of man no longer needs to be a trap that you fall into. Think about what your fears and the need for others' approval has produced in your heart and throughout your life. You know, things like comparisons to others, avoiding any or all confrontations or having deeper conversations, susceptibility to peer pressure or the need to always be liked by everyone. Do you love living this way? The answer to the fear of man in our lives is a bigger understanding of the fear of God and his true glory. For those who trust Jesus, the fear of God no longer involves terror because he's our father and we come before him with confidence through Christ. Remember that that Psalm 27.1? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord's the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? We really can't have this peace. I hope you'll believe the truth. God is glorious, and so we don't have to fear. We can live with peace. Now, I want to invite you to you know, go deeper into these truths and really work them out in all of life and community with others. So, you know, as you look to a new year, if you want to live with the spiritual peace and freedom that Jesus came to give us, if you want to make this next year the year when you, your church and family really start to live with greater relational peace, and you want to make discipleship a lifestyle in everyday life, I'd love to get you some information about the coaching and mentorship that Tina and I offer as couples to couples, okay? If I can get you some information, you can go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash coaching. That's everydaydisciple.com forward slash coaching. And you can fill out just this little sort of info thing and send it to me. And we can hop on a phone call or a Zoom call and uh, see if this is a good fit and we can help you, all right? Now, that's about it today. Time's up. So I want to invite you to join me next week as we uncover the truth. God is good so we can find satisfaction and true joy in our lives. This will be week three in our Advent series. You won't want to miss that. I hope you have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon.